Hi! Welcome to a podcast of Smut and Dragons, where two MILFs talk about books that have dragons, smut, and sometimes both. Please note that neither of these MILFs claim to be experts in literature, but we are experts on vibes. We may occasionally spoil an extremely minor plot point, but we'll keep it to the first few chapters. Honestly, if it really bothers you that much, are you okay? Is everything alright at home? You can tell us, bestie. We love you. Oh, wow. We've got to find a new accent. We've got to find a new accent. One of these days, we just have to record an entire episode in an unspecified accent and just not and not not address it, not not say anything. I had a friend that did that. He was uh, he works at the shipyard uh, doing something. Um, You know (laughs) how whatever you know how it is. (laughs) Whatever people do at the shipyard. We've we have a very big shipyard in the area where we live, and it's like the biggest. Everybody works there. Source of jobs. Everybody works there, but nobody knows what they do. My neighbor is an engineer at the shipyard. Okay, so he works at the shipyard, and he was presenting to, like, elementary schoolers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was about his job or Mm -hmm. it was on behalf of the company. And he did it for a couple of different, like, middle schoolers, elementary schoolers. And, like, you know how they do it in waves, with assemblies mm-hmm. and then and then one particular like he noticed that it was just getting really boring and finally the next class came and he was like uh oh i don't know if i can replicate it now and he was like all right thanks for coming along to everybody and thank you for being here i don't know what accent i expected it to be oh my god full scottish accent it was just like great so that's uh my name is justin <laughs> So funny. I, His name is Justin. <laughs> His name is Justin, but he did it in a full Scottish accent. Oh my god, that's so good. Uh, yeah, I love that for Justin. I still don't know if he uh, made up that story or not, but I imagine, I don't know, he's the type of person I believe probably did that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to Justin. <laughs> shout out to Justin, man. Keep doing that thing at the shipyard, keep, whatever that is. Just one day just show up to work with a Scottish accent. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? I mean, you, I know I have done it many times of just doing an accent in oh, public because it's fun. All the time. All the time. Yeah. A red flag, other than the fact that we're theater majors, <laughs> is the fact that we are good at accents and we like to do them in public. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome back to a podcast of Smut welcome and Dragons. Welcome back. To, to this podcast that's about smut and sometimes dragons. Um, I'm Maggie. And I'm Jillian. Thank you for coming and listening and being here with us and hanging out and talking about books. Today we are going to be talking about books. Oh, I almost showed you the cover. <laughs> I almost showed you the cover She's of been my book. squealing, screaming and crying and laughing and giggling about this cover since we walked into the basement. I as- don't know. It's just that I know the characters too, and it just makes me all giggly. And <laughs> kick my little legs. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Rock, Rock paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. Oh, fuck. hell yeah. I didn't pick scissors this time. You are the, you're the scissor queen. 
<laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. <clears throat> okay. Um, put okay. you guys away for a minute so I can <laughs> listen to Jillian. So the book that I'm going to be talking about today is Sweet Berries by C.M. Nescosa. Ooh. This is um, a book in the same universe um, as... Morning Glory Milking Farm. Oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> we need more of that. <laughs> which, which I read and thought was just okay. At me in the comments. I don't care. <laughs> this was a book that, like, we didn't even do an episode on this. We sat after the episode, and she just told me the whole plot, and I just sat there with my jaw on the floor. I know. I told her the whole thing, because I was like, this... I wanted so bad for it to be yeah. really good and to like really enjoy it and to come on this episode and Maggie be like, here's this fantasy book that I read about elves and demons and, and for me to be like, let me tell you about this Minotaur coming book. <laughs> and the more, the, the title itself is so unhinged. <laughs> Morning Glory Milking yeah, it's exactly what it, it sounds like. It's terrible. Um, this is a universe in which humans and monster kind mm-hmm. coexist. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a modern day sort of setting. Okay. Um, and it takes place in a town that is you know a very high monster to human ratio in this in this town, and it's sort of like a sweet like like um. Stars Hollow kind of small town vibe. Okay. Um, Love. And yeah, our main character, whose name is... I love that. As soon as I start talking about a book and then I immediately forget everyone's name. I literally just read the name like three seconds ago and now I cannot... Grace. 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 Um, Her name is Grace. She is a human living in this, um, you know, predominantly monster town. Okay. Um, she loves the community and she loves her job. She's sort of like an event planner at like this uh, farm slash vineyard. And she plans like all their events and when they have weddings on the location and blah, 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 blah. She also does marketing and stuff. She loves her job, um, but probably spends a little bit too much time on her job compared to the workaholic the work-life balance is not something that she has um (laughs) she's a (laughs) down quite well she's Um, a girl boss she's a girl boss and you know she lives alone and she is sort of like a very sexual person but she's like trying to hold herself back there's this one minotaur at work that works on the farm and he keeps trying to get in her pants and she's keeps like sort of engaging in the flirting Mm -hmm. but being like no but we can't do that though because you we do work together and i know the way that you operate with women and that's just not going to be a good idea for us to do that so um then she sort of has this like close call with this minotaur at like a work drinks thing like after work right and then she's like no and she leaves and she goes home when you say like close call like they're at like the bar and they're like flirting and he's like got his hand on her leg and he's like you know skirting toward and then she like goes off to the bathroom she's like i'm actually gonna leave and because if i continue to no because if i continue to engage in it i'm gonna do something i regret and (laughs) and i shouldn't do 
that and that meaning this minotaur she's I shouldn't suppressing do the minotaur. herself yes um oh gosh grace you work so hard you deserve grace, to you have work fun. so hard you you did you deserve to have a little fun <laughs> but but she goes home and she's like you know what i'm just gonna work out some of this energy i'm gonna lay on my bed and i'm gonna do my business okay and she she starts kind of like making like she's gonna get into it and then she just like feels like a present like presence and like here's like a rustling outside and she's like what's going on here and she doesn't see anybody and she doesn't hear anybody per se other than just like mostly just like kind of feeling watched oh but that kind of like turns her on a little bit oh and she's like i don't know what you're doing or if you can hear me or where you're hiding but like I think that you like watching <laughs> and she's just like kind of ah! talking to this person or this whatever it is you know she could have been a bird in a tree or whatever but she was like it's kind of hot to imagine that someone's watching me right now yeah and so she takes care of business all the while talking to this huh question mark outside her window that has been left open and sort of taunting this whatever it is person thing and you know then she feels something on her that she's never felt before, but also she doesn't see anybody still, but also she's got her eyes closed. And when she opens her eyes, there's nothing there. And she's like, this is weird. I must have like imagined something, blah, 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 blah. And then she goes to work and she's working like the little like stand, like selling berries the next evening. Okay. And this mothman that she's never met before comes up to the <gasps> booth and he's sort of very shy very sweet very like flustered and he like sees her and he's like and she's like trying to like engage him and talk and he's like do you have any uh, raspberries and she's like we're all actually all out of raspberries he's but kind we of nervous he's very nervous he's very shy um and she sort of starts to build a friendship okay with this mothman now i will bring you to our one star review before i go any further (laughs) um lisbeth says adorable one star (laughs) how you'll 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 know what she means in a minute okay dnf I can't believe no one has talked about how the main character is so ready to do whatever in the beginning that she's lost her ever-loving mind. There is no so much focus on this. Why? There, this was not believable. It's like she was in heat. Women are not cats. Sorry. Second huge issue with this book, parentheses, and I did see some other peeps mention this one, close parentheses, is how we're told over and over and over again that our main mothman is adorable. <laughs> That's the end of the commentary on that. What do you mean? What do you mean? Why can't he be adorable? Anyway. He's a fluffy boy. He is. <laughs> anyway. Indirect characterization. Indirect characterization. Indirect. Meaning don't treat your readers like they won't understand unless you use the same adjective over and over again by using indirect characterization you're showing us not telling you're you're letting the reader draw their own conclusions and Ah. if you do this well you won't have to keep telling us what the character's traits are directly this kept putting me out of the story and i only got about 40 percent before i gave up oh my god you know what i love about some of these one-star reviews is like i wonder if you've written a book (laughs) yeah it's like you really do seem to have a lot of writing advice for this short sweet 
romance smut story about a woman and a mothman. Is this the one with the de- with the uh, the dedication that's literally just like if you are looking for like something really deep and uh, emotional yes, and complicated, this, mm-hmm. this is not it. Yes. This is just a sweet, fluffy boy. She was like, if you're looking for no- like absolutely nothing to go wrong and everything to be turn out fine and have a happy ending, this you could, this is the book for you. And that's what it is. <laughs> that's if, what it is. If you don't want to read a, a third act breakup, you don't want to see them like go through anything really super hard. Yeah. <laughs> you just want them to kind of fall in love and be okay. Yeah. This is a great book for that. <laughs> Great. Our Mothman is a um, scientist who's on uh, sort of a research trip to this area. He's studying pollinators. That's his like special interest. He very much gives very autistic. Okay. um, Very nerdy, soft-spoken, shy quiet guy that you kind of yeah. have to like crack open and get him talking about Ooh, his I special interests i know that's why she we keep saying he's adorable all the time yeah because he's fucking adorable yeah he's, first of all he's physically so cute like just little just a hot guy who's like a little fl- fluffy <laughs> got antennas he's got some antennas and got some wings yeah that are fluffy look crazy so cute physically but also, personality-wise, oh my god, is he adorable. Yeah. He says and does some of the cutest shit all the time. And I'm like, you're adorable. And I'm in love with you. And and I just want you guys to be in love and eat raspberries forever and have a good time. And that's what this book is for. That's what the book is for. <laughs> and that's what the book is for. And Like, yeah. So, I... I think it's very funny that they, this person had a problem with the with the adjective adorable and also was encouraging the use of indirect characterization in like a 120 page romance novel. It's we not, don't have time for that. No, we don't. And this is and honestly this isn't for you at no, that point. No, it's not for you. I'm I like if this is the problem that you're having you shouldn't be reading this type of book you gotta go you gotta go into these books with a specific understanding of this and i feel like the author communicates that yeah this book is about two people who are gonna fuck (laughs) and you have if you have a problem with our main heroine being dtf when that's the whole point (laughs) the whole point of this find a different book book. queen find a different book queen I get some YA. I don't know. Get some YA. Get some fantasy. Some sci-fi. Get something with a romance subplot. It sounds like you need. Um, Which there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's what you want, don't read the Mothman porn. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Like you can't. Like you can't. (laughs) You can't look at this cover. Oh my god. This cover. Okay, but wait a minute. <laughs> right? Wait a minute. I know. I'm not upset Honestly, by I that. think they made him look- I was expecting big like eye, like no. big fly eyes on the no. side. He just has a mostly humanoid face. That's yeah, great. Yeah, mostly humanoid. <clears throat> um with some antennas. Yeah, with some antennas with some fluff around like the neck. I'm okay with it. it's chest hair. Yeah. I like a little chest hair. Yeah. He's adorable, but I you like- looked at this book and you said that's subtitled a monster bait romance. 
and said there better be direct characterization indirect here. characterization that's what she wanted she got too oh, much she, direct characterization I see. she okay. told us too much okay she should have shown us more oh she showed us plenty you got beer. plenty <laughs> she showed us plenty of that fluffy moth dick mm-hmm. period <laughs> period and honestly for what it was it is a solid four stars. Good. It's a solid four stars for a very sweet romance with nothing bad that ever happens. And sometimes you need that. Yeah. This is a great palate cleanser for like when you just read something that a lot of bad things happened and now you need to read something where no bad things happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, And yeah. Peppers. I'm hesitating because it's not that the quantity of spice is that the book is mostly spice, but but the reason for the book is mostly the spice. Yeah. So I'm going to call it a 4.5. Okay. I'm going to call it a 4.5 because there is a lot of like cute romantic like build up and like yeah. us building our relationship and like talking and chatting and doing all that. There is a lot of good spice that hits and is really cute because a lot of these um especially with monster romance and this is not me talking shit on that because you know i like that i know it's a lot of very like dominant men yeah in monster romance who are very sort of shelf-assured and know what they're doing and Mm -hmm. yada yada and this man is like so sweet and shy and like but also very horny and turned on. And he's like, I'm going to engage in it. But also, like, I don't want to, like, initiate too, like, soon. Because right. what like, what if I mess up? And, like, like it's a lot of that. And I'm also, like, a little worried about when you see my dick. <laughs> because it's different. <laughs> it's different. And I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to freak you out. <laughs> and he's I like, I am I am perfectly content to pleasure you for as long in this relationship as you want me to. Without you ever seeing my dick. Because I really don't want to make you worried about it (laughs) why is he worried about his dick he's got a different dick (laughs) he's got a different special moth penis (laughs) what is um do we want to give it away (laughs) no i don't want to spoil it it's he's got he's got a slit it's retracts oh it it retracts it retracts but it's also not an it's not the typical Shaping consistency. <laughs> Good. Good. Okay. Well, you know, if you're into that. So he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like I did, like, I, I, I'm content with this. Sure. Um, he does have a moth tongue. Like the kind that unfurls. Oh, jeez. Okay. Very long. Honestly, honestly, (laughs) truly, this is not the worst uh, monster that I've. I've still so much worse. (laughs) You have, and and truly, I'm still horrified by Mort. Um, That's still. I'm still trying to get over that guy. Um, That was. (laughs) Don't purchase. I wouldn't risk it all for Mort. Crunch your lips. Don't 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 smirk. Don't sit there and be all cute Listen. over a man that skins people and then wears them. Yeah, but not me, because he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> he only does that to other people. Right. Not murder. 
you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> ain't the ain't it the way it goes? Ain't it the way it is? No, you know. But yeah, yeah so this guy can get behind. Yeah, uh, complete opposite to Mort. Yeah, this guy just <laughs> wants to wants to see what the bees. are he up to. He just wants to love you and be loved. He just wants to know what the bees are up to. He does. And he That's loves really them. cute. <laughs> That's so cute. And he's got these like little hummingbirds, and he's like he's tell, telling her all about the hummingbirds like migrating patterns. Oh my and, like, god! And like the things that they they pollinate, and like all of this stuff that he's researching. And she's like, "It's so cute that you love this so much." And I'm like, "It's so cute that you love this so much." <laughs> <laughs> he just loves the bees. Anyway. Four stars, 4.5 peppers, if you want. Sweet berries. Sweet berries. It's exactly that. That's so funny that you brought this kind of book because I, too, have also brought this kind of book. <laughs> I thought that you might by the squealing you were doing. It's literally just because you were saying it. this book <clears throat> for me is a no thoughts, just vibes. <laughs> no thoughts, just vibes. Exactly. I, so I have brought forth mm-hmm. to wed a wicked earl. Look at the cover. <gasps> Look at the cover. What year was this written? Oh, it was written in like 2003. <laughs> okay, so this is, um, I, I have got... Beautiful oil painting clinch cover. Just a beautiful um, clinch cover. Absolutely would be, if you're not Jillian, would be embarrassing to read. <laughs> would be embarrassing to read in public. No. Except for Jillian. I have no shame. I know, but this cover, this cover, I saw it and I went, Stunning. oh... This is going to be good. Stunning. And it was. This is a historical romance. <sighs> We're in our ro- historical romance era. Have we talked about like any historical romance? No, we haven't at all. And that's why I was like, I, I, I was thinking about it. I think I was watching like Pride and Prejudice or something. And I just was like, you know, I could use, I could use a good like rip her corset open and <gasps> like, know? But be afraid of her reputation. I need. To, I need a little yes. bit of that. I absolutely. need. I need that. Uh, that flavor of horny. So absolutely. To wed a wicked earl by mm-hmm. Julia Quinn. Uh, this is, uh, like I said, historical romance. So, no thoughts, just vibes. Now, Charlotte is our character, female okay. main character. She's going to a <laughs> ball. She's going to a ball. She is like twenty six. I believe, Ooh. which during the She's Regency spinster. time is very dangerously She's a old. Damn spinster. Yeah. So she is trying to. It is the twenty six London- years old. <clears throat> twenty six already burned to my parents, <laughs> and I'm frightened. I'm frightened. <laughs> the amount of people that have done like a like a cross stitch of that particular quote on a tote bag. Oh my god! So good. So good. Um. So Charlotte is. Uh. It's the London season. You know, the season is the time when everybody's like doing the balls and the parties and um she is she also has very elderly parents her parents had her very late in life Mm. so she is like i gotta get married 
I gotta get married soon. Yeah. Uh, so she is going to this ball that she was invited to by uh, a nobleman named Tristan that she's kind of had kind of a crush on. He's in re- but he's just a really nice guy. He saved her. Um, he like res- rescued. You know how they say rescued? Mm-hmm. They, like their carriage broke down and he came by and picked them up. Oh, right. He rescued us. Oh um, gosh. But uh, so she's like he's a really kind man and um he is holding this kind of embarrassing ball where he's like inviting uh, a bunch of people and there are six women that he is inviting to pick as his bride as a kind of weird thing and she's like i mean i'm i need something this is like regency beginning of emperor's new groove it very much (laughs) is so she's at this ball she is um just trying her best to get Tristan's attention. The problem is she is a wallflower. She has so far kept herself kind of in the background because it's not even that she's shy. She's just like, she doesn't like putting herself out there like that. And she is very smart, though, and is very observant of people. But she just is not really a person to put herself out there like that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a problem now because she's so... Old. Old. <laughs> She's ancient. Oh um, my gosh. So anyway, barren. <laughs> she's practically barren. So um, Tristan lines them all up. Um, oh, so they're they're dancing at one point. Everybody's dancing, and Charlotte doesn't have a partner. Enter the Earl of Rothbury. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the Earl, and we're gonna refer to him as Rothbury because that's what. Uh, his character's name is in this, even though his real name is Adam, which I think I read once in the entire book. Um, But mostly he's just called Rothbury. Mm -hmm. So Rothbury enters in, sees Charlotte, looks around, nobody's dancing with her. And at that point, that's like a huge embarrassment that she's just sitting by herself. Yeah. So he's like... fucking embarrassing. So he's like, oh my God, okay. Now, the Earl of Rothbury... Is a known rake. <laughs> of course he is. He's a known rake. Very much sleeps around. Is a little bit of a little bit of a scandalous man. Gets women. Uh, gets their hearts uh, going for him, and then just leaves them all the time. Oh he's not gosh. committed to anyone. Anyway, so he he sees her. He's like, this is embarrassing. Come on. Are you serious? Nobody's dancing with her. So he goes and sweeps her up and is like, come dance with me. And so she's dancing with him and she's like, oh no, I can't be seen with this guy. This is bad. And he's like, it's fine. What's worse, being by myself <laughs> or, or being, being with the rake? With the rake? Um, and he's mm. friends with Tristan. So he's, if they see me with a rake, they might think I'm a hoe. They might think but <laughs> oh my god get it <laughs> wait is it took that you a minute to get my lawn, my lawn tools joke <laughs> wait is that why he's called a rake because he like grabs and i don't think pulls that's in? i don't think that's the etymology of the word rake it makes sense to me <laughs> i'm gonna google it all right google it <laughs> Um, a rake is a stock character in a historical context. A rake, short for rake hell, analogous with hellraiser, was a man who habituated to immoral conduct, particularly oh. womanizing. Often a, wa- a rake was also prodigal, wasting his usually inherited fortune on gambling, wine, women, <gasps> and song, and incurring lavish debts in the process. Oh my god. Well, yeah, so Rothbury's that. <laughs> 
And apparently he comes from a long line of rakes. His father was a terrible man and taught him everything he knew. And just awful things. So anyway, he's dancing with Charlotte. Charlotte's like, ooh, I probably shouldn't be dancing with you. That's not a good idea. Um, and he's like, don't don't act like you don't Baby. find me cute <laughs> and all of this stuff. And she's like, okay, well, dance is over. Thank you so much. Um, I should probably leave before anyone go. sees me. <laughs> I gotta go. Um, especially cannot have my mother seeing you dancing with me uh, because remember what happened last time? And he was like, ha, 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 yes, of course. Because last time, apparently, he has done this before. He tried to dance with her, blah, blah, blah. So they part ways. Turns out he's been in love with Charlotte secretly for six years. <laughs> God. Fucking he's been, yes. He's been pining for her for oh six my years. I love it when they pine. <laughs> my lord. Secretly. And it's so funny because even his friend, even Tristan at one point talks to him and is like, I know you have somebody here that you love. And he's like, huh? And, what? And, what and, and his friend is like, you know, the lady uh, so-and-so, some other like highborn woman. And he goes, oh, yeah. And it says, and he says in his mind, like, yeah, let him think that. He hasn't told anyone, even his friend. So he's fully in love with her for six years. Next thing you know, he's like, he can't get married to anyone. His aunt, who is the uh, the matriarch that has all of the inheritance of his family at mm-hmm. this point. Um, his parents are gone. Um, he's So he's with his aunt. His aunt is starting to um, lose her mind. And there is a point where she's like losing her mind. She's older and she she's old, old. And she's like, real old. She's like, oldest balls. You're not getting married. What you're? You don't have an heir. Like, where is this? All of this inheritance going to? Right. Um. And she starts kind of also losing it and deciding like, I'm going to start selling off some of our stuff, including our horse breeding farm that you love so much, because he loves horses, all that stuff. Um. And he's like, crap. So I gotta get married. So <laughs> cut to. Uh, Tristan chooses some other, some other bitch, some other bitch. Charlotte's heartbroken, all of this stuff. So then, uh, Ugh. Charlotte's like, there's a scene after the ball where, <laughs> I just real. I was so into what I was saying that I didn't hear you. <laughs> they, they just, they, they sneak out of me. <laughs> Dude, I drank some seltzer water at the winery today, and I took two sips and was just in front of all of these lovely, fancy people at a winery. My hands are so hot. Why are they so hot? It's pregnancy. My, my hands are cold and clammy. They are. They are. Would you like some? Would you like some cold and clammy? Oh, Margot's got cold and clammy hands, too. I know. I know. They're the clammy queens. We're the clammy queen. <laughs> anyway, you were. <laughs> okay. So there is a scene after. Okay, there's a scene after the ball is over uh, mm-hmm. where. Charlotte's like sitting outside on her balcony and her parents are asleep. They're old. 
And she's so like, I don't know what to do. This season's going to be over soon. And this is probably going to be my last season because my parents can't keep up anymore. And she's freaking out. So <clears throat> then she hears this drunk singing. And she looks out and Rothbury and across from her building is the l- noble lady that um, the men were referring to earlier. Right. Um, and she sees him like quoting terrible Shakespeare, singing songs to her, all of this stuff. And Does he have the wrong house. And it's Rothbury. He's and good. he is doing that for this woman. And she is li- she gets a lot of bachelors. So she's literally just throwing stuff at him. Just throwing pillows, go away. candlesticks, <laughs> go away, get out, all of this stuff. Charlotte's watching this and cracking up. Like, oh my God, this guy. Next thing you know, the lady throws like a really heavy like tomb. Oh, or no. something like tomb. A, a bit, you know a tome I'm sorry a tome not a tomb <laughs> I was like how did she lift it <laughs> a tome how did she lift it a tome a tome a tome a tome a tome a tome a really big book really big book not a gravestone Uh-huh. A tome, slip of the tongue. Um, a tome, and and drops it on his head, mm-hmm. and he gets knocked out. And she, and Charlotte's like, Uh-oh. "Oh no, that's a little too far. That's a little too much." And he is not moving. I should do something about should that. Should do something. So she goes down, starts smacking him around. Is like, "Hey, wake up! <laughs> you okay?" And he opens his eyes, and he's like, "Oh my god, I am in heaven." Cause he, <gasps> Because look at this angel. And he's uh, like, <laughs> and she's like, hey, you okay? And he's like, oh, no, wait, this is real. Oh, and, and panic. They start talking. They have this little banter. It's really cute. Um, and then next thing you know, a couple. So they have this banter. Turns out he was going to woo this woman to try to just get a wife. Because he also knew Charlotte's never going to go for me because I'm a rake. And I can't just marry Charlotte because she's like also she likes Tristan. She doesn't she's not into me. All of this stuff. So then. uh, Cut to they're at another ball. She's trying to like mingle. She's trying to mingle. She's trying to do something. And he sees her again and he's like, you know. Uh, you, I can tell you can't see anything in front of you. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I can tell that you are having a trouble seeing. Put your spectacles back on. Stop <laughs> it! She, Stop it! And she's like, I... And she wasn't wearing her spectacles because she's trying to, like, look pretty for all of the guys. And he's like, put your spectacles back on, Charlotte. I know you need them because you can't see anything. And finally, and they, and then he asks her to dance. I know. It's so cute. So then they have another dance. And finally, he kind of pulls her into, like, this, like, the billowy curtains. You know what I mean? All of this fabric. And he kind of, like, pulls her in. And he's like... Uh, he doesn't say anything, uh, like, he doesn't confess anything, but she's like, listen, I have a proposition. Let's hear it. We, um, we can't, 
Obviously, we can't get engaged because, like, you're a rake and I, like, can't be with a rake. Right. Um, but uh, we can be friends because you need to get married at some point, right? And I have some people, I have some connections with other noble women. I need to get married and you have connections with a lot of noble men. Um, why don't we have a friendship, have an understanding. Scratch each other's backs. Yeah, and just kind of work something out here, okay? And he's like... Uh, yeah, that sounds great, I guess. Let me, I don't know how I'm going to do this. So then cut to, it's kind of like it moves around a lot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Cut to three months later. <laughs> and he's sitting in his bedroom. It's like midnight. And she is coming through his window. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> this was the only thing about this book is it did jump around sometimes. Jump around. But uh, he's coming through her, she's coming through his window. And she's like, Rothbury? This is where we're supposed to meet. What are you doing? And then he's like, what are you doing in my bedroom? Also, he's fully naked. (laughs) He's like, what are you doing in my bedroom? She said, this is where I wrote to you saying this is where we're supposed to meet. Wait, this is your bedchambers? I'm sorry. I I meant to come to your office. The map is all wrong. And he's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, have you, you've been in, like, you haven't responded to any of my letters. It's been like months. And he's like, you've been writing me? And she's like, Rothbury, I've been writing to you saying we need to meet, but we can't meet in public. We need to meet somewhere where no one's going to know, find out that we're meeting and think Uh that I'm doing stuff with you, all of this stuff. And we agree. And I agreed that this was the location. This was the best time of day. And I'm here. And he's like, oh, so um, my butler now has an understanding of just anytime there's a letter from a woman um, other than my aunt to just kind of throw them away because he gets a lot of letters from women (laughs) that are like seeking his services. And so she's like, are you kidding me? Okay. So he's like, tell you what. I would love for you to come meet my aunt. By the way, do you speak French? Because <laughs> you must. And she's like, no, I don't speak French. But she do does understand French. Sure. Listening. Um, and he's like, great. Um, <clears throat> come meet my aunt. And we're going to have lunch. She's a very lonely woman. Um, I'll, I promise that it's just a friend, friendly visit. She's a very lonely woman and she loves visitors. And she's like, okay. He basically tricks her into coming and posing as his fiance, and he speaks to his aunt in French the whole time. But she heard, she understood. But she understands French. And this is where she starts going, hmm, what's going on here? So that's kind of the buildup of the plot at this point. Lots of things going on. There's a little bit of a marriage of convenience involved here. A little bit of a, uh, I wouldn't say like fake dating, but like... Just a scratch your back, you scratch mine. I don't know what trope that would be called. But this book is so cute. Um, It's very Mm -hmm. Austin-esque as far as like it's the most of the drama is in like reputation. Right. And societal limits. Right. um, With a random like life-threatening event towards the end oh. that is like really dumb you know what i mean yeah like she went, like went for a walk in the rain in the no no she went for a walk in the rain and got a fever oh. that kind of stupid stuff oh this girl like wanted in sense and sensibility like this girl jumps to cat wants the colonel to catch her and she just falls 
and he doesn't catch her because he wasn't paying attention. That kind of stupid stuff like that. Um, but then it's really lovely, but nothing too terrible. Um, the spice, however. <laughs> I realize that I uh, really love the uh, first time, girl's first time and he's the teacher kind of trope. That is very sexy. To me. To me. Um, I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right, you caught me. I was a virgin up until my husband and I got married. It's fine. It's fine. We're here. That's very funny of you to say that. Um, <laughs> very fun. That's a very funny observation of you. Man, don't you love when you figure out why you have Give me that bionicle booklet. <laughs> don't you love when you figure out why you have the kinks you have? It's funny. Um, so yeah, love that for me. <laughs> but it's so sexy. So yeah, there, like there, there's so many times where he's like, you know, there was there was one particular quote and I have to say it because it's just so good where like he's about to enter her. Right. And of course, the first time it's going to hurt all of this stuff. He goes, Charlotte, just know this is the only time I'll ever hurt you. Oh my god. I you better stop. Are you kidding me? Sir. Sir. Baby. Also, guys, it doesn't have to hurt. It doesn't have to. <laughs> it doesn't have to. Doesn't. It's honestly, it just needs to be maybe a little uncomfortable at first. So you just gotta get warmed up. And then you just you gotta get good. warmed up and you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, uh, and then there, oh, no, I can't, I can't give away too much, but it's a very short book. So it's, but it's just like, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. It sounds adorable. It is adorable. It's so the pining. I love it when they say good stuff. And they say good stuff. And the pining and the push and pull and the, like, the brushing of the fingers. This is a lot of, like, very subtle right. touches here and there that have me just absolutely losing my shit. That's why I love these historical romances, because it's often very forbidden it's, to touch. Yes. Historical romance, then also, like, when you're reading a book that's not a romance, but it has a romance subplot, and then someone gets, like, kissed on the cheek, and you're like... And you're like, oh my god. <laughs> their hands touched. Their hands lightly grazed. Their hands touched. You just don't, you just don't get it. Oh my god. <laughs> what, was, what was the account? She's like, I see red. Red. <laughs> but yeah, it was like that. Um, This is where, again, we have a one-star reviewer that's just like, Missing the point. She's like, am I supposed to like these characters? Unfortunately, this book seems destined to be one of the few I start but never finish. I've gotten to about page 150 and I just can't push myself any further. Our hero is someone who is supposedly deeply in love with the heroine. Has been for years. 
um, talks about like how it's not uh, believable, uh, ignores her letters, uh, has affairs with other women, which like, yeah. Um, and then he can't marry her because the some flimsy excuse about him being a rake. Look, what do you want? This is like the point of Regency romance is that the reasons are constructed societal. They are uh, societal constructions. uh, And it's that's the point. It's all about society. It's all about those expectations. That's why it's so hot when they break those expectations. I know. Especially when they have sex out of wedlock. Behind closed doors. It's hot. <clears throat> hot. Okay? So, you know what? You're boring. And that's what, not what this book is for. It's for us to have a little garter sex. Period. You know? Mm-hmm. Let me see a little garter moving up her skirt. Show me that ankle, girl. Show me that ankle. <laughs> let him move the, you know, the oh scenes with the, with the moving, his, moving let him his take, hand. Let him take off your gloves. Oh! gonna take her stockings down <gasps> oh yeah so good so good um anyway so this book i would give it four out of five stars i would say it is fully no thoughts just vibes right if you want a historical romance that's short and sweet nothing bad really happens that much um and it's hot this is it period i th- honestly that's what i searched when i found it on reddit <laughs> What's a good historical romance, no thoughts, just vibes? This book right here. This one. You got it. Uh, For the spice, there was only like a couple of spicy scenes because it was mostly about the pining. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, I would say, three and a half, four, three, I would say three and a half stars. Three and a half peppers. Peppers. Excuse me. Peppers. And how many pine trees? For pine trees? Oh my God. Or how many crisp pines? How many crisp pines? <laughs> Seven crisp pines. Seven crisp pines. So many pines. pines. Oh my gosh. Uh, so good. Yeah, I loved it. I loved this book. We have both, we have very no thoughts, just vibes books. No, yeah. The, the, I, this I episode love, is just no thoughts, just vibes. I really love. Stop trying to do literary analysis on my no. Mothman porn. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quit trying to analyze the intentions of my garter sex. Period. <laughs> Just, just get out of here. Just like get a grip. And this was right <laughs> after I read no, A Daughter of No Worlds, which was super dark, super a lot See, of no thoughts, just vibes. I needed need a palate that. cleanser. You need that after that. Yes, hundred percent. I've noticed lately. I don't know if it's lately or every single episode, but I feel like our books are often somehow because we don't discuss. No, we don't. What we're bringing. All the time. Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. Occasionally. But sometimes we both bring books forward and they are literally same. They're very similar in theme or tone or. You remember that week that we both brought dragon books? But we... yours was like a children's <laughs> dragon book and mine was let's fuck the dragon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, Whoops. here's the thing. In terms of mouthfeel, mm, if mm-hmm. you could describe sweet berries in terms of mouthfeel. I'm feeling it out. <laughs> <laughs> gotta feel it out in your mouth. I've gotta like swirl it, swirl it in my wine glass and sniff it. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. In terms of mouthfeel, sweet berries 
is you're laying in bed alone in the dark. It's a early summer night. You have the windows open. There's this beautiful breeze Mm. um, wafting into the room. And you sort of have your eyes closed and you're just sort of like touching over your body, like sort of just like sensually touching, Mm -hmm. but not like actually yet. Okay. Um, But your eyes are closed. And then you feel something cold and like slightly wet, but in like a frozen way. Like it's frozen and it's like slightly melting against your skin, starting from like your lower belly being slowly dragged up and up and up and then up your chest, up your neck, over your chin, and then dropped into your mouth and it's a frozen raspberry. Oh. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, you chew down on that raspberry and the juice explodes in your mouth. Oh. But you have that, like, that frozen berry mouth feel. Yeah. Of like the, the, the like you're cold. crunching through it. And then you masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then you finish. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, to wed a wicked earl, which is such a ridiculous <laughs> title. It's so good. It's so good, and it, it's perfect for what you need. This was, like I said, this was written in like two thousand three. I want to say, yeah. So there really, is there, really odds historical. There romance. is going to be a little bit of some like she's not like other girls not, kind of stuff. You're going to get a little bit of that. She's but, not like other girls. But it was. I still very much enjoyed it. Um. So to wed a wicked girl in terms of mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. You're in a carriage. Mm-hmm. It's the end of the night. You've been at the ball. You're exhausted. I'm trying to describe this without like you're 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 somebody is lifting up your skirt. Yeah, in and, the carriage. In the carriage, and you're fanning yourself because you're trying. You're batting that hand away. Say no, not right now. But also do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. Um, and that person keeps like putting their hand there. Um, but it's like very, but then there's a point where it's tentatively. Right. And then finally you kind of put your hand on theirs and then they start kind of lifting your skirt and, and the carriage is, the night breeze is like blowing in through the carriage, but it's very hot in there for some reason. Um, I don't know. Windows fogging up. (laughs) Windows fogging up. That's a, that's what I got. That's a, that's to yeah. wet a wicked earl. Short yeah. and sweet, Short like the book. Sweet. Short and sweet. Sweet like berries. <laughs> sweet like berries. But so wicked. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks. thanks for coming and listening to our podcast. Uh, this has been Maggie. And this has been Jillian. Good night. <laughs> That was, that was a terrible sign off. unto you all. We need to find, we need to find a way better sign off. Like, <laughs> lend me your hands if we be fans. <laughs> Robin Shower Storm is. Fly off, dragons. <laughs> I don't know. Have a great night, guys. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of Smut and Dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at T with Margaret and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Also, please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us we sound nice. That's all for now, babes. See you in two weeks for our next episode. Okay, scram. Love ya.